You're listening to the Between You and Me podcast, brought to you by JesusWire.com with your host, Jessica Morris. Welcome back, guys, to Season 3 of Between You and Me. Thank you for hanging in there over the hiatus between Season 2 and 3. We decided to have a sneaky episode drop and come back. My name is Jess, if you don't know me, and I am so happy to have you here, friend. Thank you for joining me on Between You and Me, the podcast where we talk to our favorite musicians about the things that hurt, heal, and change us in the Christian music industry and in life through the lens of music. We had so much traction over the break. Thank you guys for continually engaging. I've loved Throwback Thursdays. Shout out to the Jesus Freak Cruise. If anyone is actually on the DC Talk Cruise, can you please throw us a line? I mean, I would love to have some insight into, I know that the the amazingness of the hair situation and the dance moves happening and, and I don't know, like, are people stretching before they dance? Because I feel like there's going to be a whole bunch of people there who are like, I don't know, in their 40s and 50s, which is awesome. But if we sort of throw ourselves into dancing like we used to when we were 20, we might get hurt. Am I just deviating? Anyway, forgive me. Back to it. Happy to have you guys here. Happy to be engaged with you. And thank you also to everyone who's been checking out our Enneagram playlists. Our friend Ryan O'Neill from Sleeping At Last released the final track of his Enneagram series on June 7. And to celebrate, we have been releasing a playlist for every single type on the Enneagram personality spectrum, if you would call it that, over the last few days. We've had so much engagement. Thank you to all our new friends who have said hi and embraced that and given me song suggestions. Sixes, I hear you loud and clear. You love, need to breathe. I am there with you. Also, shout out to Twos for tagging your friends. I love Twos. You guys are just the kindest people ever. So what do I have in store for you today? Well, I want to take you guys back to about, I don't know, 2005, 2006, you listen to the K-Love on the radio and there's like little pop bangers going on. You're like, yeah, this is this is fine. This is good. And then the soulful tones of a singer called Dara McLean comes on and you think, oh, and it's an earworm that sticks in your head the entire day. Guys, today we have Dara McLean Petty on. Now, you may remember Dara from the early 2000s when she released her debut albums and she had tracks like suitcases which went all over the radio she was nominated as a dove artist of the year award and she was i think it's fair to say like a golden girl of the christian music industry during this time i mean i'm australian and i heard of this this woman and christian music is not huge here trust me on that one so this is a big deal well i followed dara on instagram and saw that lo and behold she was starting a kickstarter Kickstarters always have me so intrigued because they actually are a really feasible way for musicians to fund new projects these days. And I wanted to talk to Dara all about it because as I looked into it, I realized that she's gone from being an independent artist to a signed artist and charting in the Billboard Christian charts in the top 20. And now she's back to being an independent artist. And this is after five or six years, quote unquote, off where she's been working in ministry with her husband in Fort Worth, Texas, after she was married, still ministering, still worshipping, still touring, but doing it a little less in the spotlight than when she was in her early 20s. 
Dara has a really compelling story and I'm so excited that we can talk to her about the courage it takes to create new music, to reach back out again to supporters and fans as they've grown with you, and to talk about some of the stuff that changes us in life. Marriage, growing up, adulthood, growing up in fame, being slimy like 22 and now a decade later, how do you navigate that? Well, Dara tells us today, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Now, a reminder for you guys, or if you are a new friend, we do have a short bio at the start of every interview. So don't freak out, Dara is coming, I promise. Think of it like a short Wikipedia type summary of an artist, who they are, where they come from, some of their greatest hits, things like that. But it's better because I'm a journalist, so it's researched, I promise. Enjoy that, and then we will go straight into our interview with Dara. It is split, so you will hear some of her tracks, some of your favourite songs through it to tell a story, so you get the vibe and feel like you're really meeting her. Guys, welcome. Enjoy having coffee with the very lovely Dara McLean. Music and ministry have always gone hand in hand for Dara McLean. Like a lot of church kids who were raised learning how to perform, dance and sing in front of a congregation, Dara was always comfortable expressing herself and after moving to Fort Worth, Texas at age 8, she officially picked up the mic for the first time and learned to sing. Picking up a guitar at age 13 and beginning to write songs, she really honed her craft, using the influence of Motown as well as modern day pop soul singers like Adele to really refine her voice. After years playing music in church, Dara entered the recording studio and released her first record in 2006. Named Dara Joy, her official stage name at the time, it was a clear CCM record, with her track Blameless being a cornerstone career with its pop sensibilities. Gaining the attention of Fervent Records at age 22, Dara was signed and went on to release her follow-up album You Got My Attention. Through this release, Dara became a household name in Christian families all over America. The album was a huge success, hitting number 9 on the US Christian Billboard charts and gaining international radio airplay with singles like Suitcases and Free. Dara was the new golden girl of the Christian music industry. She was nominated for the Dove Awards New Artist of the Year and went on to perform at no less than three Winter Jam tours, which as we all know is the epitome of glory in the Christian music industry. Through this time, Dara kept performing, singing and songwriting. And after releasing her Christmas EP, Bethlehem Skies, in 2011, she kept the train rolling and pumped out a new single in 2012. The single Yours Forever peaked at 27 on the US Christian charts and made way for her 2013 release, Wanted. That same year, Dara also celebrated a monumental moment in her life. She was married to her sweetheart, Don Petty, and chose to live in Fort Worth, Texas, where she had grown up. In the last six years, Dara McLean Petty has put down roots personally and professionally. Along with her husband, she is a young adults pastor at Eagle Mount Church, and she has continued to minister and invest in her local community and by touring around the country. Continuing to release music videos online, her 2015 mashup of her original hit Blameless with John Mark Millen's How He Loves has gained over 1 million views. She also recorded a duet with everybody's current favourite worship leader Chris McClarney in 2017 named Ashes. In 2019, it is a decade since Dara was first signed, and we are so excited to say that she is back. 
just last month, Dara announced that she was kicking off a Kickstarter for What Else album four. And you know that there is nothing more we love than a good CCM comeback story. Dara McLean has gone nowhere. In fact, she just has more things to write and sing about. Promising to share songs about love, faith, family, and God, she has a new developed perspective and a fresh sound that she is ready to share with the church. I spoke to Dara from her hometown in Fort Worth, Texas, about why now is a time to release new music, what it means to be an independent artist after so many years of being signed, and what the scariest thing about returning with new music is. Guys, meet the very talented Dara McLean. Let's dive straight into your Kickstarter. People know you from your music a decade ago and you really made your mark on Christian music back then, even though you'd obviously you'd been working so hard at it for years prior. Why is now 2019 the right time for Dara McLean to come back with an album? Um, well, it's interesting because a couple of days ago, I felt like the Lord just really put on my heart that up to this point was kind of chapter one. Um, from a music perspective. And whenever I was 16 years old, God gave me a song called Blameless. I was in a class. My father's a minister, and he had taught this class called Knowing God Intimately for like seven years, him and my mom, at the church that we used to attend. And he would teach, and then we would do like some altar ministry, and he was praying over people that like needed healing in their bodies or in their families or whatever. And I was just like playing my guitar. It was just me and my guitar, like in this classroom setting. And it was very interesting because in someone else's moment of need, which, you know, we are always included in that, um, God just like dropped this song on my lap. And, but Blameless was really the, um, the catalyst and it really set the course for what I wanted to write about, um, what I felt like my purpose, my, my missional purpose was in music. And it was also what I needed the most, like to really know and believe once and for all, like identity and what God had said about me over what others or what I honestly, what I really thought about myself. That was a very pretty big battle for me. So fast forward to like literally two days ago, God just saying like chapter one, blameless, chapter two, full access, because if you, if you trust someone like that, they actually accept you without any adjustments, they accept you for who you are right now, then you will then trust them to have full access into your full heart, not just like your compartmentalized self. What was crazy was last year in kind of the same setting, um, I was doing worship with friends, a traveling team, uh, doing an encounter weekend, like, and people were getting delivered and healed and amazing inner healing happening. And right in the middle of that, the Lord just dropped this song and in my heart and it's, it was another simple song that just said, you can have full access into every room of my heart. Uh, and, um, that is like chapter two and that's the theme of the record. I had been waiting for the next 
kind of marker to say, here's another pillar. Like, this is the theme of everything that's going to be on this next record. Now run with it, you know? Because I've been writing for years and uh, waiting for the right time. I just, I'm not going to put out a record just to make noise. I, I don't think that that is necessary, but I am going to obviously be obedient. And then two, I, I know more than ever that, that now is the time. And, you know, I've been pretty, uh, it's very hard to talk about money and raise money Mm -hmm. when it seems like it's for yourself. But the Lord has just really released me from that and said, like, you want to see signs, wonders, and miracles, and you want to use music as a vehicle to do that. Like, that's my heart. So you can boast in that. This isn't about me. Like, I'm not raising money for me. Um, I am raising money to do something that I believe will be healing to others. So I'm pretty passionate and bold and excited about that. I love that. God gives me words for different seasons of my life too. And yeah. that, that statement, full access, is so powerful. Um, it's it's incredible. I love that. And I noticed that this record is going to be a worship album as opposed to you've sort of done, it's been very pop previously. Yes, ma'am. So my last two label releases um, were technically under the Christian contemporary music um, banner. And that was such an awesome experience. This is probably helpful for people to know. For the last 10 years, I've been assigned um, recording our artists to a major record label. And it was such a journey, like amazing, like some of my favorite memories. Um, But this last year, I saw like the image of a baby blanket and I felt like the Lord was like, it's okay, you know, like combine your independent season because whenever I was 18, I made my first independent record. I've been doing music and ministry my whole life. Um, so from 18 to 22, I made three independent records and learned a lot of what, who I was as an artist, what I did not want to do, got signed as a songwriter and an artist at 22. And then I am, um, I just turned 33 and, uh, the Lord just said, you know, step out, you know, trust, believe that I'm enough. That's, you know, that's where we are today. So, but the reason why I'm doing Kickstarter, uh, it's a way to just really raise money and, you know, people don't really understand what goes into a lot of people don't, uh, what goes into making a record. Like whenever I was signed with a label, I mean, I think we made records for, 60 or 80 or more, um, you know, from start to finish, like Mm -hmm. what it really takes from marketing to paying a producer to renting a studio, hiring musicians, like hiring all the singers, making music videos, hiring an independent radio promoter. I mean, the list goes on and on. And so um, 35,000 was the number that was in my heart. Um, We have raised to date. almost, I think, 13,000 of that. And uh, Kickstarter was the thing that was on my heart to do. And Kickstarter works all or nothing. So you raise the full amount or you keep nothing at all. And we've got five days left. We've got about um, 21,000 left to raise. And, you know, God is a miracle working God. And I'm just going to lean in. I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. So it's just one of those things. It's been super scary and really, really hard. 
Um, but it has been worth it because um, God's faithful. I know that he is not setting me up for failure. Yeah, I hear that. And I so admire your courage in doing it. Because um, I know that people love and respect your music, but that doesn't always translate and it's scary I can only imagine like this is your first independent album in quite a while so that transition yeah. as much as you have God backing you must this there still must be a humanness of going how do I get through this and what will people think and will they still remember me and things like that yeah absolutely that's that's a very it's an interesting thing to navigate but it's another opportunity to like lean in you know because mm-hmm. I think it, at any moment in our life, I'm definitely in a feeler, um, you know, and like a feeler of environments and such pros and cons with come with that. But, you know, I think at, at any moment you can, you can lean in the direction of fear and insecurity and discouragement or one, you know, thought away or one thought being taken captive away is leaning into the direction of eternally accepted cannot be rejected your destiny is not held within human hands ever thank god you know mm-hmm. walk me down the corridor you can open any door cause i know you're the key to free me Hidden places in galore Waiting down the hall there's more I know you'll never judge When I'm in need You can have full access You can have full access You can have full access To every room in my heart you can have full access you can have full access you can have full access to every room in my heart what does it mean to you having your fans so tangibly support this project i think that it just means unity um it means like partnership I know this is a random story, but I was in my my husband and I. We've been married for like six years, um, just just now six years in May, and um, we just decided to get a fitness membership together again. And we started out really strong when we were initially married, and then we just started like, you know, watching Netflix and eating burritos and stuff, like that, <laughs> yes. but having a lot of fun. And so we're back. And so uh, we've been going to a gym and um, there were these like two beautiful ladies that were cleaning the gym while we were there. I randomly, a friend of ours, we got a text that a friend of ours got into a car accident and, and she was in critical condition. And so Donnie and I were just praying and like interceding for her. And while we were doing that, like the Lord um, started giving me this song so it was a, it was late at night at the gym it's like a 24-hour place and I walked into the locker room and I was just like singing it um so that I could remember it and then I you know like when voice memo did or whatever and then this this one of these ladies she pulled out her headphones and she was like you sound like an angel and oh. like keep singing and you know said don't don't you love to praise 
And I said, oh, I was like, are you a believer? And she said, yes. And she's like, I'm listening to praise worship, right? Like music right now. And I said, oh, that's so awesome. I said, well, um, you know, if you like music, like, you know, you could see what you think about this. And I showed her and whatever. And then um, while I was talking to her, though, uh, she mentioned something about like her daughter. Long story short, short her and her daughter um, were there, like, you know, working for minimum wage, trying to just like get by for their family. And when I met the daughter, I just like had this major like burden come over me like my heart because this woman this beautiful woman is trying to like work to then go back to she's from Guatemala and um be able to get her children back from a really bad abusive situation like out of nowhere and so in this gym the three of us held hands and interceded and took authority and believed God for like a miracle in her life and for her family. And that's it. Like that is what I want to do all over the world. And God has given me the, um, allowed me the opportunity so many times. Um, but I know that I'm supposed to do it in a whole new way. And, you know, when you make a record, it's kind of like um, it gives you like a stepping stone so that you have something, again, as a vehicle to go out and, and do real ministry. So partnership means stories of miraculous transformation. And I want to see God do it again. Remember that single touch when your presence journey as a musician where it all started I know you've been doing this your whole life um, but can you tell me what the process was from you falling in love with music to actually choosing to become an independent artist and and sort of what happened from there yes ma'am um yeah I I just don't remember a day well that's not true (laughs) when I was six I wanted to be an Olympic gymnast. That's awesome. Um, and I went through a doctor phase. <laughs> Besides that, I don't remember a day that I have not been um, singing, taking lessons, doing ministry. I, I, I'm i so thankful I had a, a church ground basically from eight until around 32 we just um transitioned out in our life but I was at the same church from eight until about like 31 32 and literally as soon as we and I I believe that it was a really a major part of my journey but 
I grew up basically this ministry, which I'm so thankful for, really believed in kids, um, that kids could hear from God and they should be the ones like learning how to speak and teach and communicate. So at, at a young age, I had leaders that empowered children like in their callings. And I had parents that said, God's not wondering what you're called to do. And so let's ask him, you know, because we want you to be that when you grow up, not just anything, you know. And so it, it was just church world, home world, everything was ministry and the opportunity to just see, you know, that calling. And um, so I have felt just like called to nations and like international um, music ministry, uh, a lot of, a lot of that, I think, um, is of a prophetic nature in my heart, um, just because I want to, I really want to see transformational breakthrough, um, for cultures and, um, communities and, um, families. Uh, and then, so, um, yeah, I grew up as a worship leader and, you know, had, uh, a lot of opportunity for women's ministry. That's a major thing on my heart to see women fully in their place, who they are. And then, yeah, made independent records at 18. Um, and really always felt called to the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, really actually felt like label partnership was definitely something I was supposed to do. So I had, you know, I was a little bit of ahead of the timing. I really wanted to be signed by the time I was 18. Like that was kind of my life goal. Um, but 18 came at once and everyone in my life, American Idol was really popular at the time. And, you know, it was the season of Kelly Clarkson, oh, which yeah. was the best one. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, um, all everybody everybody that I knew was like why are you not doing these shows like you know because at that time I chose not to go to college for music um I felt like I was supposed to take my college fund I had like a college fund set aside and uh make my first record and that's what I did and my parents they honored the school of the Holy Spirit, which is, you know, God knows what your kid needs mm -hmm. from an educational perspective more than anyone does. So if you like lean in, you know, you'll get a tailor-made education for sure. Cause we're going to go to school, like no matter what, but that was what was right for me, um, was like the school of doing it. And, um, so that happened at 18 and then, um, I did not get signed at 18. I had around 21. I had a label interest reach out to me and we kind of courted if you will for like a year mm -hmm. but at the end of that year when the contract was presented um I really felt like the Lord was like this isn't it this is kind of like the wow. thing before the thing yeah so I was pretty heartbroken um I had just it was crazy I'm saying this for a reason but I had just um been in a like my first for real serious relationship um, basically engaged, like wow. deposit on a church, like all the things and, um, walked away from that relationship as well because, and it's so, I haven't talked about this in a long time. It's so funny actually now, um, because of now like knowing God's real plan, but 
I got cheated on in that relationship and it was kind of like the thing that brought me back to like my real self and I was just like what am I doing this is not the plan of God for my life so I was pretty just like broken from a emotional relational standpoint and also like I I finally thought that I was gonna get signed um you know because again I mean it wasn't about and everybody deals with this it's humanity but it really wasn't about fame for me I I just like so sensed the call of God and so felt like I was supposed to be signed to a label that it was pretty, you know, you have to be careful if anything becomes your identity, even if it's a good thing that you put in the place of God, that's, that's really, you have to be aware of that. And I, I teach, you know, young artists that now because I don't want them to experience that, but that was an interesting time in my life. And so I remember going to my parents' house, um, and I was, uh, in my room and I was playing the guitar and the Lord just gave me this song um, called Free and then fast forward six months later I get a phone call like out of nowhere and um, a woman who I now love very dearly um, got a hold of my independent project and she said someone sent this to us and we want to sign you as a songwriter but like what do you want to do? And when she said that, I heard the Lord, like, in my heart say, like, this is, this is the phone call that you've been waiting for. That's incredible. <laughs> and yeah, and I said, I said, well, I, I will, will always be a songwriter, but I, I'm called to be like a solo artist. That's what I feel. So like, I want to do both. That That's if you're asking me. And so six months after that, I was signed um, to Warner Brothers, uh, their Christian division, Word Records. And that has been the last 10 years of my life. And it was amazing, wow. amazing, amazing God journey for sure. The first single that we ever released, you know, when I got signed with that label was the song, was free, the song that we, that I wrote after being like totally broken. That's and it was, amazing. it still is today, like one of my best singles that we released so everything god does not waste one thing hurting heart and broken wings can i stop your love from always fighting me no more days wasting away i finally realize the gift inside of me my strength alone is if there is any difference between you as a signed musician and you as an independent musician only in the context that when you're signed to a label there's in some capacity a brand and a message that you have to sell you don't have as quite as much freedom um that's what I've heard so I wouldn't want to suggest that if that wasn't the case for you but was there, is there a difference for you as an artist or not at all 
Um, yes, ma'am. I mean, there are, you know, there are pros and cons. Um, I, I would say, I know that there are definitely horror stories out there. I would, I believe that it's all about which label it's not, you know, label isn't the bad guy and, you know, independent is the good guy. Mm -hmm. That's not true. It's, it's who you're in relationship with. Yeah. So, um, I was always told, and again, this is, and then my firsthand experience, um, if you're going to be signed, you know, as a Christian artist at the time, I, I definitely believe that I was with some of the best, you know, um, people that really cared about kingdom, people that cared about artists having freedom. Yeah. Um, and so I definitely was able to do a lot of what I wanted to do, but I had a great, you know, system of accountability and a lot of people that really loved me and cheered me on and it felt like a family. Um, so I had a great experience and the difference is when you are backed by a major record label, you've got a whole entire team that it is their job to create content for you, which is major. So music videos, you know, you're talking about wardrobe and photographers and location and crew. And you're talking about like making a record from start to finish, which is studio and producer. And again, musicians and background vocals. And you're talking about websites, all your social media platforms. Like, uh, you know, when your label pays to put you on the biggest tour in the world three times, which is Winter Jam, like those are different things where, you know, I would, I ne- would never ever take anything away from that or take that for granted. Like they really gave me the opportunity to reach a major audience. And that was beautiful. I love that. I love hearing positive stories because I know they're out there, but you don't always hear them. Um, and knowing that you've, that you've grown through the industry too, it's really cool to hear that. It's really encouraging for me too, because I, I love, I always ask questions like that because it's always interesting to me. And so to hear something so positive is wonderful. Thank you. I feel like um, just from a sense of talking with you and listening to your music, that for you, obviously the music that you create is still very personal and authentic. So I would imagine in that capacity, your personal and professional life sort of go together. Is that is that sort of a fair assumption? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so I was just wondering um, how when it comes to things like touring, um, things like writing songs for other artists uh, and the professional side of music, how do, you, how do you bring that together with your personal life and like seeing your husband and taking care of your dog and being with your home church? How do those two things come together for you? Um, trial and error <laughs> initially learning how to be a wife and an artist and also like an individual child of God. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I mean that, that was an interesting navigation period, but my 33 year old self is like the more, the more authentic you are in every arena of your life. Um, the more you remain in a place of rest as a child of God, the more that it does not feel like I have to be this for this person. I have to be, okay, put on your wife hat, put on your whatever, 
mm-hmm. when you have your like child of God, that's who I am hat on. Then you start to settle into, I think, the full person of who you are. And and you begin to find, like, these really beautiful pockets of rest and grace that you're able to be a better wife because you're an authentic version of yourself. You're able to be a different artist because you're not striving or trying to prove, like, you're able to be kinder and less judgmental to yourself and others because you're receiving grace and goodness from God. And, you know, and you're letting that be enough. And I I really believe that all of those things are just systemic issues. I really 100% believe that the root issue is staying seated in Christ and like really accepting yourself for who you are and letting it overflow into all of the areas instead of trying to be all these things and never really quite feeling like you measure up. If people are listening to this um, and they're sort of they're in a place where they're feeling like they don't measure up and they're striving and they just can't reach whatever the goal is, what would you tell them in terms of how to come to a place of rest? What would your advice be? Um, I would say that rest has been really underrated and that rest what I'm talking about I'm not talking about sleeping I'm talking about your everyday life being centered from a place of the scripture that talks about that we're seated with Christ in heavenly places and we were created to rule and reign with Jesus and that if he paid for it on the cross I'm not going to keep making him pay for something that's already been paid for once and for all that would be healing that would be prosperity, like, but as your soul prospers. And that is the biggest thing. I think that there are so many broken believers that are not experiencing heaven on earth. And I I do not believe that we were created to get to heaven and then experience wholeness. Jesus said, if you'll remain like a little kid, you'll experience heaven on earth. So as it is in heaven, that it would be made manifest on the earth. And what is amazing to me is Jesus said, pray like this. He literally, the perfect prayer is asking that heaven would be made manifest on the earth. And so if we stand up, And I'm talking about like in your heart and in your mind, if on the daily basis you stand up and go to work from a striving, hustle, gotta make it happen perspective, that is why there is a stress, anxiety, depression epidemic. But Jesus is not in stress, anxiety, or depression. He is seated with the Father. And so when we sit down, Jesus Christ stands up. And he is made perfect in and through us. And he goes to work on our behalf. That's completely different. I believe that we would accomplish and will accomplish more from a place of active rest, staying seated in Christ, than we ever have on from like the sweat of our brow. We worship your name, hallelujah.
Thank you. I appreciate it. Something I do at the end of every interview is ask a few quick questions uh, to the artist that if maybe if a fan met you randomly on the street, they may ask you. Um, They don't always have context, but they're a little bit of fun. I just like to see what answers I get. So one, I was wondering, what's the strangest or most surprising encounter that you've ever had with a fan? Mm. Oh, um... There was this really sweet um, girl that uh, showed me pictures of, like, she was in love with dolphins. Oh. And she showed me pictures of her dolphin room, and, like, every single top to bottom of that room had, like, dolphin wallpaper and glass figurines and like all the things and so she brought me like a dolphin and it was really sweet (laughs) and it was really funny that's adorable never look at dolphins the same way again (laughs) i know i was like this is commitment and i respect that (laughs) yes Um, what is your all-time favorite album that you will always go back and listen to um lauren hill mtv unplugged uh, sessions. She really changed my life from a lyricist, honestly, psalmist, um, perspective. And I felt like she released like simple, imperfect songs that had so much, even more in them that people, than people probably ever really caught. Um, but I really, I, I really think that record did a lot of damage. It honestly, like, damage for good yeah yeah I that's such a solid choice normally people have to um and ah over it I love your conviction it's great I'm like yes (laughs) I have to listen to that album so good um and my last question is something I ask everyone if you could go back in time pretend you're in back to the future or whatever and you go back to the day when you wrote blameless Uh, and you're like 16 years old, what would you say to yourself knowing what you know now? Hmm. I would say that you don't have to be anything other than you are right now. It's enough. Um, I would say that no one's opinion of you has the right or deserves to ever define you and that you don't ever have to be in a situation or in a relationship that is echoing the voice of the accuser um, instead of the voice of the redeemer that you, that you have all of the power in and of your own self to create and design your own God life with God, the father and you and him are more than enough and like do it, go for it. from me, no, no.
Petty. She's really cool, really strong. She's full of so much conviction and I love that. We hit it off straight away because before we actually started the interview we started talking about our mutual love of dogs and really that just made way for the fact that we both love music and love Jesus and I love that we could share that together and it's really cool that music has a way of connecting people across you know countries and all that fun stuff for all the cliche terms. Now if you would like to support Dara please go for it. Her voice is stunning. I don't feel like it gets enough credit in the Christian music industry, but listening back to her songs, I'm pretty amazed by it. There's something just, it's a delish, it's soulish, it's just really beautiful. So if you would like to hear new music from her, please go and support her. When this episode drops, we have a four days to go to hit her goal. She currently has just over 13 grand and she needs 35,000 to start this album called Full Access. So if you love what you heard today, if you love her music and you believe in her mission, her ministry, please go and give. Fun fact, some of the tracks we actually played today are exclusive tracks that she shared with us through her Kickstarter. So if you particularly enjoyed hearing our first two tracks, which were Full Access, the actual name of the album, as well as her track Oh The Love Of God, which was track number two, you will get them on the new album. Dara didn't reach out to me and ask for this publicity. I actually approached her. I think what she's doing is really brave and incredible, and I really respect that. So you have a few more details about the Kickstarter, and so it's not just me rabbiting on about it. I'm actually going to cut here and give you guys a little bit of a snippet of what Dara said about the Kickstarter, what she has to offer, and why she supports it. So hang in there, listen to this, and I'll be back with you in a tip. Some of the Kickstarter information, um, again, we have uh, five days left, and we've got about 21000 to raise. For some reason, this is just how Kickstarter works, but all or nothing is how that it works. So we raise the full amount, or we keep nothing at all. We've raised about 13,000. Um, so yeah, five days to go. Every day counts. Yeah. Um, and two, for people to really understand that I think sometimes people think, you know, I either have to give a lot or I can't give anything at all. And that's not how, uh, that's not how the kingdom of God works. I mean, like Jesus took five fish, five loaves and multiplied like tens of thousands, you know, fed. Mm -hmm. And so I would just say if there is anything on anyone's heart or to share or to, you know, just partner in any way, I absolutely believe it will make a multiplied difference. And also we have amazing incentives. Like even if you just give $10, you get the, uh, basically the record is pre-ordered for $10. And so you'll get the record first. Um, I do abstract art, you know, that's a reward on there. Um, I have artist development lessons 
on there. So, so that's what I do now at 33 An equal passion for me is really developing and pouring into, uh, the, the multi-generations of like artists and creatives that can, um, from their infancy really, uh, dive deep into who they are as children of God and just like be able to create and lead and minister from that place and not have to take you know, the wilderness journey of identity and performance and those kind of things. So that's a really big passion for me. Um, and we just have amazing stuff up there, um, like for rewards when you give certain donation amounts. And again, anything um, would be a blessing. So yeah, let's do it. There you have it. If you would like to support Dara's Kickstarter, you can find the link directly in our episode notes below. Or you can literally just search daramclean.com on the internet and it will send you straight to a Kickstarter and you can find out more there. If you would like to find Dara online and send her a message to tell her how much you loved hearing her story, go for it. You can find her on social media platforms at Dara McLean. That is D-A-R-A-M-A-C-L-E-A-N. There's tons of videos some old tracks. YouTube's really fun as well with her stuff. She has lots of covers that she's done over the years as well as some live worship tracks that she's done probably in like the last six years uh, since her last album and some of them are incredibly beautiful so definitely check that out. Something I also wanted to touch on before we move on is when Dara was talking about depression, anxiety and mental health. I love that she brought that stuff to light but I thought it was probably worthwhile mentioning at the end of the episode what she actually meant by that. I know in the past when I've heard people talk about those things in a spiritual sense, I've personally actually felt like my experiences have been invalidated, not because they've been trying to invalidate it, but simply because sometimes it feels like people are trying to say, pray the anxiety away or pray the depression away. Dara wasn't trying to say that. I think what she was expressing in there is that our spiritual life can be a really vital component of our inner healing and our health. God is more than able to heal us of mental illness. Sometimes that takes place in a second. I, for one, envy those people. (laughs) Sometimes that's over a lifetime. Sometimes it's with medication. A lot of the time it's through counselling and it's a lifelong journey. So I just want to thank Dara for being really honest and open about that Um, and also just bring to light the fact that that can be a really awkward and sensitive conversation um, that not many people choose to have and it can be dealt really awkwardly within a church. I know I've been there. I've literally had people come up to me and try and pray demons out of me once because I had depression. And and I can tell you I didn't have that in that case. So if you're struggling with that, I'm there with you. Um, I just wanted to really highlight what I think Dara meant by that and her heart behind it. If you would like some more info or like really want to chew on the idea of mental health and theology and church and God, definitely go and check out our episode number three that we did last year with Chad Moses from Try Love on Her Arms. And you can also hear a little bit about our friend Johnny Crowder, who was part of the Metal Band Prison. He shares his story about mental health and mental illness and why he started uh, a mental health app. And that's actually episode 19, so just a few back. So definitely go and check them out if it's something that interests you. 
Again, before I finish today's episode, I just want to say the hugest thank you to you guys for hanging in there with me over our season break. I'm so happy that we have so many new friends, that we have so much new stuff to talk about. I mean, aside from the Enneagram stuff, which we mentioned at earlier the episode, since I actually recorded the start of this episode, I have had someone reach out to me and say, yes, I was on the DC Talk Jesus Free Cruise and they sent me a photo of the guys. And I mean, my teeny bopper CCM heart is so incredibly happy right now. And I just love that I can geek out about this stuff with you guys, while also somehow making fun of it and then wrestling with tough stuff. It's a weird combination, but we get there and I love that I get to do it with you. So thank you. We will be back in two weeks and I've already recorded the interview and it is incredible. Again, not because of me, but because the person we're talking to actually gets really honest about grief. They talk about why we choose to worship when we are grieving, why God chooses to heal some people and why other people don't get healed. And the whole struggle the rightful struggle that so many people and churches are having right now with making sure that their music team and worship team actually reflects the diversity of the kingdom of God. It is a really compelling conversation with Crossroads Worship and I am so excited for you to hear it. It was really, really enriching for me, for lack of a better term, and there's something so tangible and hopeful in it for me to hear that from the heart of a church. Make sure that you mark it in your calendars or you make it easier subscribe literally just hit subscribe on your podcast platform link you know on apple spotify stitcher you will find us you can also find me on our social media platforms just check it out between you me pod we are on instagram twitter and facebook you will find most of our updates on instagram because that's my favorite and it's super fun especially on throwback thursdays okay that's all from me guys my name is jess thank you This is a start of a stellar season three, and it's going to be great. 2019, let's do this. Connected by visiting www.betweenyouandmepod.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. For more Christian news, reviews, and interviews, get plugged in to JesusWire.com.